<laughs> yeah, it's not making the cut. No, I better put this on. We're racing megabytes. Oh, it's back in. It's our first night. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to the Joust. My name is Nagy. I'm here as always with my co-host Liam McNeil. Liam, you look lovely with the beanie over the top of the headphones. Thank you. I don't feel lovely, <laughs> but I look it and that's great. Nagy, you also look wonderful. We're pulling it off handsomely. Aren't we just? They the, said we couldn't do it. The size of my head alone <laughs> is pretty big. And the fact that I can get headphones comfortably over my head, bit of a challenge each week. Then to put something else over the top. Yeah, it's really stretching, but it's for a great cause. It is the Mark Hughes Foundation, of course. Beanie for Brain, brain Cancer, cancer. Round. Yeah. The alliteration really gets me. Um, isn't it funny that alliteration has yep. so many letters? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's strange. But yeah, now Beanie's <laughs> for Brain Cancer Round. Great turnout. They were selling an Thousands enormous of- amount of beanies. There were uh, lines around the corner. Mm. And uh, as you can see, we've all purchased ours, renamed the stadium. But... Uh, we, the Knights, the team became the charity case of the day. Yes, unfortunately. unfortunately the charity itself was, was kind of put to the side because the team were a charity case. It was, yeah. And, and I tell you what, there's not too many people raising money for the Newcastle Knights as well. It's, yeah. it's, it, you wouldn't want to be buying anything to raise money for the Newcastle Knights at the moment because they're not performing, Liam. They're not performing. Remember, we were talking in form and out of form. Yes. Now out of form for four times in a row. Yeah, they're very sick. It's made me very, very unwell. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, look, it's, it's been, and then we're on a four-game losing streak, echoes of 2016, even 2017. Lots of times we've had, most seasons lately we've and had. And 2015. Yeah. I'll tell you what. 2014. <laughs> Just back on to, um, on Mark Hughes Foundation, they sold 5,000 beanies in 2015 and over 100,000 last year. Isn't that wonderful? It's just such a great cause. It's a great cause and a great fella. Boozy, I know he listens to this show. Huge Big fan. fan. Good to hear from you, Boozy, and we're all rooting for you, mate. We're throwing, uh, doing what we can for the beanies. Yeah, absolutely. Except we're making them look terrible. Making them look terrible. I, so I hope we don't damage the brand at all. Massive heads. I'm sorry if I <laughs> shares in the Mark Hughes Foundation Because we, we couldn't put them underneath the headphones because then you can't hear anything. You can't hear. Like it's important anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's all for sure. Can we continue not talking about the game? <laughs> yeah, this is great. Yeah, we can just dance around I've, it. I've cheered up a lot in the last 10 minutes. Now let's do it. 48-10, Liam. It was 48-10. Now you were there. I was yeah. away. You were at the game. Can you walk us through the feeling of the game? Well, the Knights scored before I'd even got through the gate. The Knights gates. scored? No, the, the other sh- team. The, the Sharks, Sharks scored. scored before I'd even gotten the gate. There was a ticket master hiccup, so we had to get our tickets printed. And I uh, barely heard the kickoff whistle. Yeah. And then I heard the uh, ground announcer saying that the Sharks had scored but, two know, minutes in. But you know who scored? Jesse, well, Jesse Ramian. Yes, which is, you know, a bit bittersweet, as we touched on last week. It's bittersweet. Mm. But, um, it's more bitter now, probably sweet later. It will be, it's which a, is very much a theme. It's like a sour lolly. You know, you sort of, it's bitter first, and then if you keep sucking, they become sweet. Have you ever eaten anything bitter? <laughs> they're not very bitter, they're sour. That's why they're called sour lollies. I thought bitter and sour were the same no. thing. They're very different. What's bitter? Bitter's more savoury. Okay. And spicy. Oh, no. It, it, I, always I didn't think we'd be going through this. <laughs> Sorry, Jess. This is... The 48-10 game now, Liam. Look, obviously, uh, we, you know, there was plenty of holes in defence. We, we, we conceded so many tries. Already going into the game is the worst defensive side. Um, now, Liam, what went wrong for you? I can't even go, what went right? What went wrong? Where did it fall to pieces? You've nailed it. It was the defence. It was terrible. You know, looking through the stats, which, as usual, brought to us by our dear friend, uh, the Hebrew Hammer. Yeah, we look at the uh, through the defensive stats sheet. There was only two players who didn't miss a tackle. That was Lilliman, yeah. and that was Chris Hyington, who didn't play huge minutes. Every other player Miss. had one plus missed tackle. It was just an absolutely woeful defensive effort. I know we've come into bat for the guys very regularly, but there's no other way of looking at it. It was just shit house. It was hard to defend. Pardon the pun. It was hard to defend uh, a team <laughs> that, with that performance because. Uh, you know, there was, you know, Mark Hughes uh, Foundation Round. It was like a lot of, you know, and being that's where it all started, uh, being uh, being a Newcastle boy um, himself. Uh, and then to, to sh- not to, not to show up uh, with the same thing. Obviously, they were outclassed. 
uh, as uh, Baz Barry Tui touched on last week, playing with a much like reduced salary cap, possibly uh, two or three million dollars under the salary cap. What what the Sharks was fielding, um, but I think everyone thought there was going to be at least more, a bit more starch, a little make it a little bit, a little bit more of a game, at least defend well. Uh, Did at least offer something, but there was just no. There was nothing offered. Even in attack, you know, when we tried to make plays inside the Sharks' 20, I think we dropped the ball five times in the Sharks' 20 or made five errors yeah. in the Sharks' 20. You can't do That's, that. You can't do that. If you're already getting beaten, you at least want to be putting on some points to try and make up that deficit. And we just couldn't do it. I mean, there was two tries that were okay, but... Yeah, there was, it, it really reminded me, like it was echoes of 2016 uh, when they when they flogged us 64-0. It felt the same. Which was, echoes, it's funny you mentioned the, the word echoes because yeah. it makes me think that I'm in a cave. Yeah. And that's how I felt. felt By the end cave. of the game, I felt like I was living in a dank, dark cave with no light at the end of the tunnel and I'd never be happy again. Now, there was one GS that pointed out that they couldn't hear any Knights chant throughout the whole thing. Was there any Knights chant that you could hear, Liam? I caught one guy trying to do it. Apparently, there was a little quiet one in the Andrew John stand, but that was about it. The uh, the ground announcers actually played a Newcastle chant to spur the crowd on. Oh, no hate, one did it. I hate when they do that. Well, it has to be spontaneous. But that, be... I mean, that was such was such was the, I guess, disinterest is the wrong word because we're still interested. Such no, was, it was, it was the sheer... We were ground down. We were so tired. We were down and out. The fans were... They beat up our fans. They played that well. Hell, yeah. They beat the fans into submission. We were all <laughs> sitting there just gobsmacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Andrew Fafita was two, two rows in front of me. He was over the moon. He was... He, his gold tooth fell out eating a sour strap. He was happy. He giggled. I wasn't laughing. Well, looked, I did at that. That was funny, but... He, I didn't smile through the game. So he was because he has those gold things in his teeth, mm. and he was eating a sour strap. strap. Was it, did he sort of like try to pull it and rip it? Well, and I don't know. I, I kind of saw it from behind, but then he turned around to the kids behind him and showed them the. Uh, but yeah. I'll tell you what. Got to yeah. give credit to Fifi. He was uh, very good with the young fans. He was. Oh, that's good. You know, I like to talk the game up where possible, and if this is the only thing I can talk up out of that <laughs> game, then I will. You know, yeah. he seemed to have a good head on his shoulders. Gave a good bit of chat to some kids, signatures and all that, but. It was about the only positive out of the game. Well, like Brownie said, Jesse Remy and his form was positive. But again, that's... That's talking next year. We yeah. still have over half a season to go. Yeah. We can't well, talk... exactly half a season to go. Because we're not making the semis. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not, at this, not at this rate. Not losing no. four games in a row. You don't usually hear four games, you know, uh, on the trot. Uh, yeah, three at home as well. Three at home and nothing to show for it. And it was kind of... a Like, I usually, every week, no matter the result, I will watch the game again. Before we joust, I'll take my notes. I could not do it. I could not bring myself yeah. to do it. It was just... Now, a lot of people are talking about because Mitchell Pearce isn't there, that makes all the difference. And, like, obviously, Mitchell Pearce is a big organiser and he's been defensively strong. But uh, as another Knights fan pointed out, that he's not going to fix the problems in defence. Uh, he's not going to come back and then suddenly we're not conceding 48 points. That's, That's not it. His... He doesn't offer a 38-point turnaround in that game. No. It's got to be more than, more than Pearce. I think it was just... There was no heart. Yeah. It felt it felt like all our losses this year, at least, besides the Gold Coast one, the players have bought in. They've really, you know, given all of them. They've given themselves. Yeah. They've given all of themselves. But I think it just we, felt like they were... Mm. We saw it in the Panthers game uh, that we thought we, we could have probably won that with Pierce. There's probably a few more points, a little bit more of a finish on us, uh, and we had enough points in us. In the Rabbitohs game, also a similar sort of thing. We think, oh, you know, if only Pierce was there, maybe kicking us out of trouble a few times, getting back on the front foot. We could have probably done it. Titans, we just didn't show up as a team. And I think uh, just to be, uh, hoping to bounce back from that against the Sharks. Sharks coming in, you know, they've won five in a row now on, on us. Uh, on Fifth on, on top of us. Uh, and we've lost four. So, uh, you know, coming at the wrong time. I don't think anyone expected us to win, but we expected the game. Expected to at least put something up. Put up some form of resistance. Now, did we have anyone, from your opinion, that put up a bit of resistance in what we like to call hats off or beanies off? Beanies off this, this week. This week. Let's, uh, let's take them off. Let's take them off. Also, because it's probably, uh, you know... Oh, it's I'm, chilly. It's, yeah, it's, it's chilly. But also, with the beanie on, it's about 40 degrees. Also, so, you need <laughs> to put hair. it back on for reasons of your hair. hair um, but I did have a hats back on. Now, we, we spoke with Barry hats last back, week. Hats off. Hats off. We hats did off. have a hats off. Sorry, I was putting it back on. on. I got really yeah. confused. Speaking with Barry last week about uh, Daniel Safidi and how he hopes to offer more than he has in the um, earlier parts of the season, he stepped up. He, uh, again... Courtesy of the hammer, he ran for 129 metres, 53 of them post-contact. I had a tackle bust. He had three offloads and 23 tackles. Yeah. So I think he did all that he could to lead the way. Yeah. But again, it's, you know, fighting uphill when nothing's really coming coming together around you. Nothing's working yeah. amongst the rest of the team. He did his role. 
uh, and you know, could say that you know, I don't, like you don't want to say like he did his role, and there was twelve other blokes. Did it. We had problems all around the field. We had problems with ball in our hand. We had problems uh, keeping them out. Um, and it's yeah, for me, hats off, uh, Lockie Fitz. Uh, obviously, ran for over hundred meters, which is you know not every week for him. He's he's a bit of a fringe forward, you know, but he's obviously he went in there, did the hard yards, uh, and to score that try, um, get a decent ball, beat um, Chad Townsend one on one run 10 metres at the try line and score. Um, and really, like I think, what's that, six for him now this season? He's, yes. up, he's up there. He's up there around that number, which is crazy. So he's, he's averaging sort of one every two games. For a which back- is excellent for a back row. An edge running back, back row at his age. Excellent. There's also Aiden Guerra. Uh, you know, he was just exhausted. I was, was watching out there. He was in everything. He was just sort of throwing his body around. But again, you can't have one player that's just... And that's how you really burn a player out of his age. You know, just going out there and just, he's working his guts out and he's getting flogged 40, 48-10. Um, you know, he wants to be, he's a winner. He's come from a winning background. Uh, and you, you, you know, that end of his career, you don't think he's come to this club now. He's just getting out there and flogged in front of a home crowd. Big crowd again, over 20,000. Uh, we're disappointed to see that, you know, we couldn't put something more together. And that was like, the pieces just didn't fall and fit. And considering now, uh, Jack Cogger was, uh, playing, uh, back in the side, um, uh, playing with Connor Watson, both not known to have a kicking game. Uh, I'm not sure what we're all expecting. I think we're all just hope that it all fall in the, fall right right into place and the players that were a bit out of form would just step up on the day but there's only so much you can do out of like enthusiasm and aggression uh, and then in the end uh, a, pl- a team like the sharks uh, just full of class for look, look you know look at the, the likes of dugan moylan uh luke lewis uh, paul gallon and you look at it right across at wade graham came back and had a, an, another strong strong game you're like how did we ever think we were actually with a chance? Well, but, that's it. This was a team that won the premiership two years ago. This yeah. is a team that were coming off the back of five straight. Did we put on our red and blue glasses last uh, week? Maybe? We could have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like red and blue. And we I thought, think it was the first time I tipped against the Knights this year, though. Yeah, I tipped against them as well because I didn't. I think a lot of people out there thought. But you know, you know, you have hundreds, hundreds, thousands of families going to this game, um, and and you know, with with you know, young fellas too, and just watching this game, thinking. You hope for something more. Do you have something to cheer for? Yeah, to get only get over the try line over only twice, a bit disappointing. The interesting thing for me as well has been the reaction of the players. Now we saw Rossi, dear friend of the show, come out yeah. on Twitter, yeah. apologise to the fans. Uh, Lachlan Fitzgibbon did the same today through Knights TV. This really has hurt the players. This has shattered the players. Mm. And it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back. I mean, obviously next week we're coming up against a side who... What's the opposite of red hot? Um, lukewarm. No. Lukewarm. White cold. White cold. White cold. You can say about the Parramatta Eels this year. Blue they have been cold. Blue cold. Yeah. yeah blue yeah, cold. Yeah. They've been absolutely terrible. Mm. So this is a real danger game. If the Knights don't... It's 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 like they, they're quite cold, but at the same time, we started hot. You only hop in the shower and, mm. and the hot water's there. And then you're like, this is, this is going to be a nice shower, nice relaxing. And then you think... It's getting a bit cold. I might whack the hot on a bit more, and then you think, "Hang on a second, it's not getting any hotter." And then you then you turn the cold off, and you realize that's still not at a comfortable comfortable temperature. And then you realize you're running out of hot. That's a terrible <laughs> feeling. And then you then you think to yourself, "I'm running out of hot water. The water's still going. I wasted so many minutes <laughs> fiddling with with the taps. So now I'm left now with with barely anything, and now I have to wash everything." See, I, didn't, I didn't used to have this problem. I had a panel on the wall. You had a panel I, on the wall? I had a panel on the wall. I set it to the temperature I wanted to, and I turned the hot tap on. Sorry, Liam. And it went to that temperature. Well, Liam lives in a spaceship. Sorry yeah, about that. Yeah, it was that. amazing. <laughs> like, where do you the live? The house didn't even have a dishwasher, but we had the wall panel. 27 degrees. My shower was every day. 27? Yeah, I was starting to get colder so I could be tougher in winter. Yeah, okay, right. But now I just can't stand the heat. So anyway, we're a, hot, we're a, we're a team that the hot water has gone. Yeah, you lost me in that analogy. Yeah, we're, are we... We we lose we lost our hot. We basically. lost the hot water. We lost the hot water. But we now, need a bigger water but tank. Parramatta, Parramatta have now comfortably cold. <laughs> they didn't have the hot water to start. No, with. they're cold, but they're they're used to the cold showers. They're invigorated ah. by them. They've come in there full of energy. We're in a panic, searching they, for still more lost hot. Lost a lot. Yeah, that's that's why they're still cold. Oh, okay. I needed to run this analogy past. But they're not invigorated. The no, if well, they were invigorated, no, no, they'd be well. winning. They're, they're playing, not playing well. They're playing better than us at the moment. Yeah, probably a fair point. But so, next week, what do you? Where, how do we recover? What do you see? What? Where do you go from here? What the hell has just happened? Look, it, it's a tough thing because, like you know, the night supporters. If you look, look on Facebook uh, through the week, especially, uh, and everyone's got a solution, but they, but it's not a real solution. It's about how you drop players but you don't necessarily replace them. Uh, there's lots of people calling for Brandy's head, uh, saying, like, he can't coach. 
that's one thing, but it's like, you know, the, if you point out individual players uh, saying, like, he's got to go and don't say he's got to go, but this player from the ISP, uh, IP, ISP, 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 Inter Super Trust. Internet Service Provider. Yeah, <laughs> ISP. Um, we're playing for Telstra. We're playing week. for Telstra. Well, uh, from the reserve grade side, if there's no one that you can pick and go, he's out, he should be in. Now, Nick Meany apparently had a blinder for reserve grade. Uh, so it's like, does he push in for side? Possibly. Tom Hughes has been floating around there as well. Now, uh, Rossi was out with his groin. He went off at half time. We also lost the Pong to an illegal hit. Uh, Luke Lewis has been charged. Um, and, and will be sent to jail for the remainder of his natural life. Yes. So another two weeks because he's 78. <laughs> he's 78 years old. But it's, uh, so it's, you know, the, we had a few mix up. We had a reshuffle, but it doesn't look like, you wouldn't think Ross would be back next week if, he's, if he can't finish the game. Uh, so it looks like you think Corey Dennis, who was 18th man, would come back into the side. Uh, for the first time, uh, making his debut since 2016, I think. Uh, so he's, he didn't play any first grade last year, for, to my knowledge. So, look, it could be interesting. You could get this. You know, these players will be dropped. Uh, and and now, you, you, there'll be no excuses because it would be like, you know, you got these new players in. You can't complain about them if they don't stand up because we've just gotten rid of the old players. I think you're going to see Nick Meaney in the side. I think you're going to see Corey Dennis in the side. Uh, you know, Luke Yates had a solid game um, for reserve grade as well, uh, but he looked like he might have copped a bit of a knock as well. So, also, they only used Lilliman for like 13 minutes. It was a very short spell from Lilliman. I'm, I'm not sure what was going on Something's there, but I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Nagy, about... You know, the dropping, the people calling for dropping. Because I've, I've engaged with a few Knights fans today over the internet. And again, there's all these calls. you got to drop this guy. you got to drop that guy. Our ISP team has won two, drawn two, and lost eight. Yeah, That is not a team that's performing well. That doesn't seem to be a team which people are putting their hands up to be elevated to first grade. Who, who are these people thinking are going to come into the starting side? Yeah, who, who is replacing? It's like you said, they're, they're looking for an answer. Well, they're, they're trying to find a solution to a problem that they don't know the yeah. depth of, and if you think that if you if you put someone Nick Meany like at the centre position for like let's say you put him on the wing for uh, Kenny Co, Kenneth Albert Co, uh, and you know you think he has to build a relationship with the person inside him, unless maybe they put him and Corey Dennison, maybe they played a bit more football together, maybe they take this into consideration, maybe no one listens to us. It's a bit. It's, <laughs> there's lots of variables there. Well, we know Brownie does, so we, we're covered on that front. Nathan, we're always a big supporter of you. Big and we supporter. think, we, think we still think we, that you're putting the best uh, team forward, uh, and you can't deny that. They, you know, especially coming into that game, that everyone had the support of that team. Uh, going out of that game, everyone's lost a bit of support for that people that they the expectations are too high. And also, they try to kill it. Our, you know, our favourite, Kalen Ponga. <laughs> well, they um, shouldn't have done that. No, yeah. <laughs> don't Hasht- try and kill the Pong. Hashtag Pong strong, but please leave him alone. He's such an important son. But luckily, he is Pong strong, and he came through okay. But I think there are a few areas okay. where we can target Parramatta. Oh. Uh, I was just going to say, mm. look, I thought the kicking game with Connor Watson late in the game started to, to come up trumps. We've got a, a repeat set and almost a repeat set. Um, when he when he started to put the short kicks from when we were out to the 40s. Instead of going the bomb, he sort of went for the chip and it sort of came off all right. Uh, and also the grubber. We repeat set off the grubber. So it's like, do we just go more of Connor Watson and just hope that we're in, in good position? Also, lots of pushes for the Pong for six. Um, no. You, well, we saw what happens when he's up there in, in, in like, you know, right in the line. Do you want him making 15 tackles a game? No. Nope. So you keep him at one. Yep. That's where he's happy. Yep. Um, Everyone talks about kind of the lockier... Changed to six, but Lockyer was the best fullback in the world when yeah. he moved to six. He'd yeah. already achieved everything I think that you could achieve while playing fullback. Mm. It was, it, and it's the discussion that everyone was having about Matt Moylan around the age of twenty-five. Like Moylan's the next Lockyer. He'll move to five-eight from fullback. He'd already surpassed Lockyer in age when Lockyer had made that move. Yeah. It's just a strange comparison to make. I Every, don't think... well, it's a Lockyer example that everyone was going to bring up. You know, everyone's like, "Well, Lockyer did it," and it's. I think it, Ponga plays where Ponga feels that like he's most comfortable, and you know, and that's at fullback. And if he's happy there and he's doing the most damage there let him play there that's it and especially at his age and his development putting him up in the front line having more traffic run at him having more pressure on him he's got less time to move with the ball what's that going to achieve that is not going to achieve a thing that's going to achieve more pressure on him that's going to more injuries. Beat the hell out of him. More injuries bring his confidence down no we don't like it keep it keep him at full do we not like do you like it ah look i like i think he does i can see the merits in it if we get inside the 20 he's running like a six anyway like he, you know, he's he's passing like a six. He's going down that that you know, that favoured left hand side, of the goose step. So I don't see the advantage of him, um, you know, being at six and then, uh, you know, but just ha- having more touches uh, through. He, if he's got, if he wants the touches, they're there. You know, he calls to the ball, he gets it. 
Um, so I don't see the advantage in attack of putting him at six. The only like, but you make him make probably twelve more tackles than he usually would a game. And it doesn't sound like much over eighty minutes, but when you're making one and two in a set, and then you have to retreat back, and then you're expected to be in the attacking play, uh, it definitely zaps you. And as five eight, he'll have big wide running back rowers coming at him. He'll have guys oh, target the likes of Wade Graham, Luke Lewis. They did a great the Sharks did a great, great job, job on the weekend of tying Ponger up, which yeah. as we've discussed in sack questions in the past, that was kind of a part of the plan. Mm. Players stick on Ponger and then you have the attacking weapons elsewhere on the field but we just didn't have the attacking weapons elsewhere on the field yeah no look there was lots of things that went wrong we could probably go on and on about it and probably get very sad so we're gonna have already a quick, am. we're gonna have a quick break <laughs> also right now because we're talking from you from the past uh so we're gonna find out about the um yeah no, also we'll be also the Henny Petty jersey thank you for everyone for subscribing you did a great job and we'll be announcing the winner of that right after the break as well as talking all things blue Blue naggy. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. Just what like could your, that mean? Not your testicles. Um, I, sorry. I no, try, they still are. I try to keep it clean. We'll, <laughs> we'll be right back, Justin. <laughs> oh, it's so warm with that thing on. <laughs> My... Oh, great. We have a... What the fuck was that, Joe? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What? I don't know. I don't know. It's like you said, you know, we're not. I thought we were out of the business of being embarrassed, but we're kind of going back a bit 2016-ish nights, don't you think? This is, this is, I don't know. I'm worried about playing Parramatta. Parramatta are at the bottom of the table, and I feel like next week Parramatta are going to make us look silly. If we play like that, Parramatta are going to make us look like chumps. They will, and sorry to interrupt. Carlo! <laughs> Come on, Carlo, you got a job to do, buddy. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think I agree. As, uh, Mr. Butterfield, hello. Just alumni everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. This is unprecedented. Butts, you want a quick word? Angriest man in Newcastle. We've got to get the angriest man in Newcastle. Sorry to, with the greatest beard sorry to boot you, Joseph. But, um, all right. Hello. How are you, buddy? Good, Good to see you. Thank you. Sorry, Carlo, you're next, I promise. Sorry, Carlo. Um, ladies and gentlemen, here with Newcastle's angriest man and uh, phenomenal keep, touring comedian. Why do you keep calling me? I don't know, it was naggy. I listened to everything he says. It's really confusing. What the hell just happened, Butts? That was tough. I was only I only stayed there because I had a couple of pies to eat, but that was that was a tough, tough afternoon of the football. Did and you it, see they were throwing the pies away at the end? I almost went in and grabbed one, but right. I, I'm not that desperate. I'm pretty desperate for a pie, but I'm not that desperate. 20,000, 20,931 people at the game, and I think at full time there was a bit, I don't know, there was a bit of Jets crowd left there at halftime, so that was a bit tough. Bit of a Jets crowd, at least the stadium's used to a Jets crowd. But look, it does look lovely. We've got the beautiful beanies for brain cancer on, and uh, I've got my beanie. Where's yours? Mine's at home in the car, and I'm freezing, so I'm going. Peace in the Middle East. See you later. Thank you, Butts. Cheers. Ladies and gentlemen at the Joust, as is tradition, we've got Carlo. I was actually walking past. I was almost saying, I'm, I'm too disheartened today to Joust. That's, that's how much that... Um that one really hurt. I know, I can feel it across your shoulders, mate. You're tight, you're tense, it hurts, it's painful. What the? Where do we go from here? What's the fix? Well, the thing is, is that we were that bad in the second half. I actually said to my cousin, I said, I can't even blame the ref anymore. Like, it's just reached the point now where you just assume if a team has a ball inside our 10 yard, uh, metres now, they're going to score. Like, fucking tackle someone. Like, just own your, own your play. Uh, I coach under 13 soccer. I say to my boys every week, own your man, own your patch, man up in defence. Fucking 13s in soccer can defend harder than they did. It's just, ah, that was really dispiriting. Well, Carlo, you'll be glad to know that uh, Nathan Brown is an avid listener of the show and we'll be, uh, we'll be putting your name <laughs> forward, mate, because that's, that's what the boys need to hear. You know, They need to own their man. It's exactly right. Own the man, take your patch, and just own it. I can, look. I handle the loss. I've, I've, I'm not. I've been supporting him now for five years, and I'm still here. So it's not like I'm demanding a win, but just fucking play like you care about the jersey that you're wearing, and play hard. You're going to lose. That's fine, but don't come off and be conceding fucking fifty points to. Oh, a Sharks team that's not even that good. Oh, I tell you what, I was giving it to Luke. Luke. What the dog shot on Ponga. Absolute, Disgusting. Absolute disgrace. So we sit directly behind where he was lining up every time they were um, uh, scoring a try from the restart. And I was 
giving it to him. So to his credit, he was laughing by the end of it. Well, he is the oldest man in the game. I think he was there at the Ship Inn in 1908 when the New South Wales Rugby Football League was formed. So I'm sure he's heard it all, Carlo. He's heard it all, mate. I was about to say, I think he's approximately 108 years old. So, yeah, that'd be right. As the great game of Rugby League. And as Carlo said, you know, not a great result, but credit to the fans. Yeah, 20 and a half thousand here on a shit afternoon watching a shit game of football, but beanies for brain cancer. Let's raise some money, fans. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the rare privilege, the absolute gem amongst the diamonds, the hammer himself. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the man every week brings us our numbers because we can't count. Hammer. What the hell, mate? What were the numbers? What were the numbers? No, I made the numbers today were pretty grim. I had a brief look just then, mate, and uh, yeah, I think 700 less rotting metres, 20 plus more missed tackles, which was atrocious. And uh, my biggest thing was Jason Bakuya. He ran for 150 off the bench in like 50-something minutes. So if you let a blow like him, let alone starting off the bench for 150, that's a disgrace. Gallon was up by the 180s, I think. I think from looking out at SES, he was our only forward over 100. So you can see just first glance, it was atrocious, but... Yeah, I'll get those extra sass here tonight, mate. Have a Excellent. Thank you, Hammer. Brother. Yeah, no worries, mate. But, um, but yeah, so, you know, Herman's really been standing up the last few weeks. He got dropped to the bench famously by Nathan Brown. Contentious decision. But, you know, he's really shown his worth as a, uh, you know, coming off the bench and then being re-elevated into the starting side. Yeah, it was good good for him to come off the bench, get his confidence. I mean, you know, he, he earned the starting spot back. I think he'd be a compliment to like a better pack, but by himself, you can see he's just, he just needs that other big bopper up there. I don't know whether Glasby will be that guy. I really hope he can. But yeah, we'll see next year, I guess, mate. Awesome. You're a legend, Hammer. Thank you very much for everything no you worries, do for mate. the Joust, the fourth Jouster, the Hebrew Hammer, Josh Spiegelman, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, mate. Fuck, you boys look happy. What the hell's going on around here? Mate, I'll just, I'll just go first. You need to get rid of Nathan Ross and Jamie Bure up. Ross Dog? Oh. He may be a fan favourite, but he's rubbish. Oh, that's, that's, uh, that's some big club favourites. Yeah, that's some absolute favourites. You guys obviously had a bit of a rough start of the season. Seems like the Sharks are finding form, though. What's that, six in a row now? Six in a row. Yeah, it's just a shame that you know Newcastle come out for a beautiful Sunday and they just play shit like, out Sunday. Rubbish, eh? <laughs> well, it's good for us. Great day for us, but yeah, nice and rubbish. It's not looking good. Fans. I'll give them that. 20,000 fans, yeah. We, but I, I look on the upside, you got Ramian next year. Yeah, thanks for that as well, boys. We're pretty stoked on that one. We're very happy about that one. Jesse's coming over, say good day. Hang out at the exchange Thursday nights. But uh, where do the Sharks go from here? You reckon contenders? Uh, yeah, I reckon contenders, mate. They've got a good side. Uh, 100%. 100%, mate, 100%. Absolutely. And, I mean, big win with who was out? Fafita was two rows in front of me. He was killing it. His gold tooth fell out eating a sour strap. But, yeah, he's coming back. Who else you got coming back? Everyone. Gallon was back. Peter's out, that's it. That's all oh, that's it? I've done my homework. Sorry, boys. Moylan, Moylan needs to lift his game, too. What do you think about the Moylan signing? He's been shit house. Oh, fucking bullshit. Maloney's way better. That's it. Moylan Maloney swap. That's a rough Moylan, one for you. You've got to pull your shit together, eh? That's it. You heard it first, Matty. Matty's a dear fan of the show. He listens regularly, so uh, we'll Good put the word out. For the rest of the awesome. Season. Cheers, lads. Thank you very much. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've got Josh here in the beautiful Mark Hughes Foundation beanie for brain cancer jersey. Josh. What did you just witness, mate? What was going on? Uh, I just paid $144 for this jersey, and they were terrible, the Knights. So you've not got your money's worth, is what you're saying? No way at all. Um, good cause, but uh, definitely something that um, I might get a refund for, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and where do you fix it? What, where do the Knights go from here? What's the fix? Well, I think um, Danny Levi should be uh, a hooker, start and roll. Um, Slade Griffin's a pretty good defender, so I reckon he should be lock, I reckon. And um, put Guerra. Guerra, Guerra and Barnett are probably our best two defenders and they spent majority of the time on the um, bench today, I thought. So, um, yeah, they probably need to play more minutes. And Herman SES, he was good in a losing side. He played pretty tough football. Um, but, yeah, the, we're lacking in attack. That's it. I think you're. I think you're exactly right there, mate. Well, you know, we got Herman on the bench. He, well, Herman, sorry, starting. He's been great, but hey, the rest of the forward back, I think, really need to aim up. You're exactly right. Herman's yeah. been killing it, but the rest of the boys need to really step up. I think. Exactly right. And I was pretty disappointed. I played Supercoach as well, and Fafita getting uh, rested this week killed my head-to-head uh, -head game. <laughs> but um, yeah, Herman Essi, I uh, brought in. I uh, traded him in, and he scored pretty good, so I was happy with that. Nice. Well, I had Shane Flanagan at the pub last night. I'll have a chat to him, say, mate, Fifi's got to be in next time. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, Thank you very much, man. Cheers, mate. Cheers. You're, you're a legend, mate. Welcome back to the second half of the Joust. Naleem, it looked like you had so much fun there with Out and About with the Joust. There. Well, I did. I had a great time. It's always good catching up with the fans, both... Uh...
friends and enemies, you know. Friends, frenemies of the show. Frenemies of the show, but Being, mostly friends of the show. We, you know, we had uh, Butts on there, great friend of the show, Carlo. Carlo, becoming a real favourite of the Becoming a about. fan favourite and a regular. I'm Couldn't do it without him. No, that's right. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Mm. Uh, the seeing it went straight to the Commonwealth Hotel after had a few lovely beers. Speaking, Delicious. Speaking of the Commonwealth Hotel, Liam, as we are fine, a fine establishment. We have a winner for our very special Henny Penny Vintage Nice Jersey. We've got the countdown here. Uh, Ellie, can you bring that up of the random number generator for the Keen Jouster? It's I think it's stuck on there. It is. It's on zero. That's <laughs> it. Our boffins at the sta- at the studio, <laughs> and back it- there in the uh, the technical room, have uncovered a name for us. Nagy, and- who's the winner? Uh, the lucky winner of the Henny Petty jersey is Jack Clark. Keen Jester Jack Clark. Jackie boy, subscribe to the Joust YouTube channel on the fifteenth of May. Well Six- done, Jack. Sixteenth of sixteenth of May. Yeah. Well done, Jack. Thank you very much for joining us on the Joust here. And you'll be looking bloody red hot down at the commie yep. in your new. Penny Penny Knights jersey. Send us a message on the page, please, Jack Clark, for you, uh, and we'll organise. Maybe we'll go down to the comedy for a beer and we can uh, hand it over to your fine establishment. We are known to do that, aren't we? Yeah, we'll have a beer or hand over jerseys. Both. One of the two. But we'd love to do that, Jack. Thanks very much for subscribing. Thank you all the jesses for subscribing. It was uh, a great. And keep your eyes out for more giveaways, which you're already in the draw for. That's the beauty of, uh, of the... What are you and doing? And you here? didn't even know it. You're already in the draw and you didn't even know it. What are you doing on the table? I had to put my phone in my pocket, sorry. Oh, it was like over here with your arm. I wasn't sure what you were oh, doing. It looked like I was adjusting myself. I'm sorry, Jouster. Sorry you had to see that. It's not the sack yet, Liam. <laughs> no, not no, yet. Much later. Big sack, though. Huge, but what yeah. have we got first, Naggy? Now, this is one of my favourite days of the year, Naggy. Origin Day. The teams have been announced. Yes. We're ready. We're firing. We're... When we go to re- release, we'll be a mere week away from Origin, which keep your eyes out, guys. We'll be repeating our wonderful feats from last year at Central. Hopefully, we'll be much better at it, though. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, no, keep we- an eye out. Wednesday night, Origin time, uh, Central Bar. Central Bar. The one uh, there on King Street. But it's like the little end of King Street. It's like when King Street goes really babby. Especially with the <laughs> the construction going on, sir. Is it still going Don't on? Don't drive. Yeah, no, no. Walk there. It's very accessible. But no, it's a great venue and we will be there on Origin one night. That is, well, one week from when you're watching this now. So, Liam. <laughs> yes, Naggy. <laughs> Origin team. Elliot, are you still there? Maybe we can get Karen to do it. Karen, thank you very much, Karen. Cheers, um, Karen. Now, as you can see on the screen, ladies and gentlemen, you've got your entire New South Wales Blues Origin lineup for the year, Naggy. Yeah. Oh, well, I th- firstly, this morning, uh, I was I was pleasantly surprised to see Darius Boyd, the player that we all hate, no longer in the side, uh, which was fantastic. <laughs> Queensland loyalty. Yeah, yeah, Matt yeah. Scott dropped also. Yeah, look, uh, I thought Matt Scott, uh, if anything, I was like, oh, at least we didn't sign him. Like, you know, that's, <laughs> that's what I thought. I thought he's not good enough to make that rep side. Uh, but the, not to see Darius there, it's a bloody pleasure. Uh, Isn't it wonderful? <laughs> it was fantastic. Now, Liam, um, for me, uh, look, this was pretty much the side that was leaked. Uh, which was, uh, no, you know, it was good for us. We got the side early, uh, but also there was no surprises, no bolters. Anyone that you think that maybe missed out on the side? Or was this pretty much the side you wanted? This, yeah, again, as we said, it was leaked, and every player's name that got leaked, I kind of got a bit more excited. It's um, rare that with every player that whose name gets thrown in the Origin mix that I get more excited. Every year there's three or four names where I say, oh, I don't know about him, I don't want that. Yeah. But every name coming out just... It made me feel positive and happy. I think Wade Graham maybe was unlucky to miss out. He's an incumbent New South Wales and Australian player. I think even though he's coming back from injury there, maybe could have been a spot for him on the bench. He does offer a lot, especially as a third playmaker. But we've got young uh, Mr. Tabergevic doing that at lock. So I feel like uh, we don't lose too much having Graham out with... uh, Jake Turbo playing at lock, yeah, um, and then got- which obviously would have forced Angus Crichton out. But again, I think knowing what Angus Crichton can do, yeah, put him in the side. Absolutely, you got him in there. Um, so, but you've got uh, the like, especially Tommy Turbo was like, I was he was on my wing for my wing spot uh, when I was uh, having a discussion with Seamus Kelly and Kelly Wilson, the two Kellys. Um, the the uh, and you know I'm glad he's there. He gives a nice cover for fullback, obviously playing there for his club. Uh, but also I like his combination with Jake. I like the two turbos. I'm not oh, sure the two turbos have to be together. You can't have one without the other. I mean, you could, but it would not be as good. It would be, you know, it'd be missing something that side. Uh, who, who do you really like? Who do you think finally? Because there's actually now this probably doesn't represent it now, but with the numbers, but there's actually 36 debutants this year. 36, 36 debutants, Nagy. Two Isn't teams. it amazing? We've got a fresh side. We've chucked the old side in the bin. Uh, is there even a player that you think that was the last junior? Like I'm glad he's not playing. I've got one. I've got a few. Josh Dugan. I'm glad Josh he's not Dugan. there. I was going to say Blake Ferguson. Even though Blake Ferguson, Fer- another one. Like even the- though he's been one of the form wingers of the comp. 
I think he just has too much of that old Laurie Daly losing team on him, which was one of Brad Fittler's big things. You know, he said, I don't want to pick players who are becoming ingrained in that culture of losing and become too used to it. Yeah. He's really gone out to wipe the slate clean, and I was a bit worried that maybe he wouldn't go far enough with his changes. Mm. But as we said, 36 debutants in a team of 17. 17. That's pretty good. <laughs> that is pretty... a fresh start. There's a lot of debut. He's really wiped the plate clean, and he's started cooking again. He has, and I love it. I love what Freddie's cooking. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I think it's just wonderful. It's a very attacking-focused team. I think yeah. if you'd asked me maybe a month and a half ago, I would have still said maybe Damien Cook, maybe Cameron McInnes, but Damien Cook's form in the last month unbelievable he played himself into that jersey and that was another thing again Fittler was hard on he's I'm picking on form we finally have a New South Wales coach who's picking on form and not reputation and I think that behooves us very well behooves I think is our word of the week week. you can never find the correct can you yeah there it is I did the wrong one you did the wrong again but word of the week ladies and gentlemen behooved behooved Thank you very much. Thank you. And also, be, uh, talking of sound effects, Liam, we have so much to cover in this blue side. I think it's got to lean into the news. The news, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's a very important side because obviously we haven't won for about, I don't know, 40 years now. Thereabouts. Uh, I, I can't... Uh, you know, obviously we. My rem- father was just a twinkle in the milkman's <laughs> eyes. The milkman still existed last time we won a series, <laughs> and they were very sort of audacious with the way they went about uh, delivering milk. That's it. The yeah. sexual proclivities of milkman really. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something you, know, you don't understand as a kid. Yes. No, but Liam, let's walk through the side. Let's walk through the side. Teddy Tedesco, uh, you, you, is he in your side? Absolutely. He was phenomenal last year. Uh, arguably New South Wales' best in Game 1. Arguably one of the greatest fullbacking performances of all time in Game 1. Yes. I, I think there was a, that uh, after that uh, performance in Game 1, uh, defensively in attack, he was just everywhere. And I it was very... like I don't think you could give... You know when you, get, you see the ratings? Remember the old Rugby League weeks? Yeah. Um, out of 10. And, and they had the out of 10s uh, at the back. Uh I was always, it was so rare that anyone got a 10. I think Wade McKinnon once got a 10 because he ran for over 300 metres. Um, yeah, yeah. I always thought Wade McKinnon was a really underrated player. I thought he so was too. a great fullback. Very, yeah. very good. He broke Adam McDougall's running metre record, I think, as a run over 300. Anyway, off the point. <laughs> but it's, it's uh, yeah, he's, he, that, that performance alone to show that you, know, you get him in a Blues jersey and he performs. Uh, he was only there for pretty much, I think he's only played four games. <laughs> he's still young. He's still looking uh, fresh. And even though maybe he's formed with. With the Roosters, uh, might not be where everyone expects him to be. However, he has to be in that side, uh, in it, you know, as part of that facelift winning culture. Absolutely. Now, how about the wings, Naggy? We've got Thomas Tabergevic and Joshua Adokar, the fox. A fox. He's more like a racehorse. Have you seen him? He's absolutely unstoppable. What? Yeah. Do you reckon a, a racehorse would surely beat a fox? Yeah, probably. Maybe over a longer distance. Maybe mm. a fox would have it over forty. He's quick. And he's everywhere. Although we have seen a lot of wingers come in, like, you know, that we think he's just good. He's a great finisher. He, he can do anything. And then we put him in the blue side and they absolutely go to tits. It's, uh, you know, it's the Steve Turner uh, example that was like, oh, or the or, Nathan Merritt example. The Nathan Merritt example. It's like, well, surely they will play well. They play well every week. They've been playing well for three years. Put him in there against Greg Inglis and Greg Inglis eats them entirely. He, he gobbled up Nathan Merritt. He was he never gobbled. seen on an NRL field again. He Poor, poor Nathan Merritt was outside Greg Inglis. He's like, most of his career uh, and then like he only had eyes for, for English and just kept going outside of him so many tries scored against poor old Nathan Merritt he was a really great finisher and I think, I think he's now playing for Shortland um, oh, in, in the, the local league good on him yeah good, good on him good but on. I think Adokar offers a lot more he's because just... he's come from a Melbourne system he's got hard work ingrained in him he, yeah. he's a flashy finisher yes mm. but he's also a very very solid hard working winger he's, he's always up there with their Run meters, he's working hard, he's a hard worker. I think he's going to be phenomenal. And Tommy Turbo, as we just said, a kid can do anything. He might be the ugliest man on a footy field, but he's a hell of a good player. You stick him on the wing, he's going to work his ass off. Safe under the high ball, you know, safe. Well, they're both jumpers on the ground. Both jumpers, the wingers. And like, as as we're saying, Blake Blake Ferguson uh, is someone I'm happy to see not on the side because he's had his go and he just doesn't doesn't stand up, I don't think. I think he's really missing something, Blake Ferguson. Ever since he came back to... Ever his since hair. His hair. He's missing his hair. That's it. His breakout season with the Raiders, he still yeah. had hair. Hair, and then now no hair. He has none. no breakout. Oh. In the centres, Liam, uh, we've got Latrell Mitchell, which I'm very happy to see him there because he's just... When he's on, he's on. Uh, but also, you've, you've, you've 
you've got Jimmy the Jet there as well. It was a very interesting game um, last week against uh, the, the Roosters playing the Broncos because you had two centers doing each other up. You could say now, was this defensive lapse on, on one of them? Because all the first half was all the trail over Jimmy the Jet. He just had his number. Then you think, oh, well, Jimmy the Jet, defensive is a turnstile. Got to get rid of him. Then Jimmy the Jet got some ball and just showed up uh, Latrell Mitchell. Uh, time and time again. Just too quick. Now, the thing that we have to remember about Jimmy the Jet is that the Brisbane Broncos are playing a style of football that is bizarre and weird. Yeah. And Jimmy the Jet's not getting the ball. But last yeah. week, like you said, he showed what he can do. Yeah. And a of lot of no- people... Of nothing, of too. nothing at all. Nothing, nothing whatsoever. It was like watching, you know, that kid in under 10s. It's like, just give him the ball, he'll run around everyone. everyone. Yeah. But one of the things that was brought up after that game was, oh, but they both missed a lot of tackles. And was, yes, but they other. were facing up against each other and the yeah. attacking prowess that they possess. Yeah. Now, what Fittler's clearly going for is just flat-out attacking. Score as many points as you can. Score them very quickly. And for those purposes, Latrell Mitchell and James Roberts are two of the best in the business. Yeah. Give them early ball. They can do anything. I love it. I think it's a really good center pairing. There may be question marks over their defense. Yes, perhaps. Is for everyone. But no question marks that aren't answered by saying, well, look what they can do in attack. Yeah. Jimmy the Jet reminds me of when you were playing Rugby League 05, if you can remember that game. Uh, and then, I think it was Amos Roberts. It might have been 04, might have been the first one. Anyway, and you get Amos Roberts, and all Reese Wesser, and you could just go XXXX, and there's like, and around, and around everyone, mm. because the game wasn't too good defensively. Yeah. Probably not the best made game in the world, uh, but I still played it for, for probably hundreds of hours. It was great fun. It was a very good game. Career very mode, good game. Not as good as ARL 1995 on PC. Yeah, the players were but a single pixel. Now <laughs> the halves, name. We've got Jim Maloney yeah. and Nathan Cleary. Well, I think they really just did their audition well against the St George. You know, the, the competition leaders, uh, and it just showed the combination of the two. Obviously, uh, they hadn't played together in, in quite a few weeks with Cleary out, and you think, oh, is Cleary ready? And he showed that he is against the best side uh, so far in the comp, which is the Dragons. Um, and they they were just ruthless. They put on a clinic by the end of it. Over the course of that, just wore them down, wore them down, asked the questions, and scored twenty plus points against uh, against the Dragons. Who you know, who he didn't get on the or didn't score a try. Um, so, but it, I think they just, you know, they ask a lot of questions. They obviously play with each other uh, a lot. So, you, you, I've, I've always been a big fan of you take that into Origin as well. Why match up two people that have di- two very different games? You take two superstars of two different teams and they're both wanting to run the show. So, you get two players that complement each other, that know their roles, and you get results. Now, there's been talk about uh, Nathan Cleary's age recently. I think Jamie Soward on the NRL podcast said, oh, he's still a bit too young. Was 12. He's 12 years yeah, old. Yeah. You know, he still lives at home with his father and yeah. you know his dad drops him off at school every day makes, and then takes him to training takes him to training and then drops it makes it very Fifth hard it's hard it's hard for him to to, to coach uh, the tigers when he's just driving nathan around all the time yeah to school to footy training he yes. should get his license he should he should but what teenagers a, but the chin um, on the man the, it's <laughs> an enormous chin it's a beautiful jawline now i've had concerns like this in the past yeah we blood a player too young it ruins the player but J- what i've J- seen jared mullen example i didn't want to mention his name but no, that's yes right. because god what they yeah. did such a bad thing to Jared Mullen by doing yeah. But Nathan Cleary, to me, in his, what's it, two seasons now? Two seasons. Has shown that he is emotionally and mentally ready. Ready. He mm. switched on. I think second season, or first full season in first grade, he was a leading point scorer. Yeah. He's just come back from a knee injury. That His recovery has been phenomenal. He's worked his little baby backside <laughs> off to get it recovered and watching oh yeah I'm going to regret that yeah that's alright no, I'm going to regret that comment we'll take it out in post we'll, <laughs> we'll, ble- we'll, we'll bleep we'll it. that but you know he, he's just showing signs of being a very complete player mentally he yeah. works on the small things in his game that he may be weak at he builds upon it and I think when you're looking for a young player to introduce into Origin, you won't find anyone more ready than Nathan Cleary. I think just it, like you're not relying on either of them for the kicking because obviously James Maloney took that um, on, upon himself when Cleary wasn't there. However, Cleary's just got a, a beautiful bomb game to him. Um, and, you know, gets that end over end sort of spinning spiral that you just think, yeah, I can't catch that because it's moving so much in the air. Uh, but he's also, you know, he's just, he, he, he can sniff around as well. Look, I think they just, they complement each other well. Uh, and it's a good 6-7. And James Maloney, he's probably been the best half for New South Wales in every yeah. series he's played. It's, yeah, it's been a strange one, the James Maloney origin well, experience. He's always played really well. He's just never really kind of been surrounded by enough other players who are playing well. Are we? Have we got our blue... Glasses on now. Are we, yep, are we, and I'm yep. never taking them, them off. off. Yeah, never mind. Never. Uh, let's move on to the front row. We have Regan Campbell-Gillard, RCG, uh, and David Clemmer. Love it. 
Now, what love I love everything about it. David, Two absolute psychopaths. David Clemmer last year, right? Look, David Clemmer doesn't really have an offload in him. Uh, he's just this huge meathead runner that's terrifying. And look, what, he was our best front rower last year, coming off the bench for three games, running over 150 meters each time. He just he just pins the ears back and goes because he doesn't have any hair, so everything's very aerodynamic when he pins those ears back. And then he, <laughs> so you're saying his lack of hair is his strength, is his strength as opposed to Blake Ferguson's weakness. You know Samson and Delilah. Oh yeah, good damn it, Samson. <laughs> Delilah. No, Delilah. God damn it, Delilah. No, hey there, Delilah. Hey there, Delilah. Um, there's is and look, he's doing well keep the hair off David because you're doing well without it also he doesn't look very scary with it but I, I he's a great selection he runs about as hard as anyone ever has so yeah. that's all Brad Fittler has to say to him look, just keep coming off the back ends all goddamn day they're two big guys that take uh, they take the ball up and look it's like what I was I was a big fan of Tommy Leroy Lars but I think he played one game for Origin or something like that because he's just a big unit that's hard to tackle and just does the meters and then look 15 minutes and they're off maybe this now because we're down to 8 interchanges they might have to play bigger minutes but they're large athletic guys fully um, capable of playing these bigger minutes yeah 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 but it's just like it's like bang 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 take the sheen off and then you put uh, the, the the more versatile bench on which we'll come to in a second because also making up the rest of that front row Damien Cook making his debut excellent excellent Signing, like a signing, whatever selection. selection. What is it? How does Origin work? Well, I guess we sign them. <laughs> we they, sign them. They pay them. Surely there's a document somewhere that yeah. they put their name, name on yeah. in cursive. So yeah, signed on. Damien Cook, excellent. Clearly, Freddie's going for speed, and there is no one in the game faster out of hooker than Damien Cook. His sniping in and around the ruck, I think, will go a long way to tearing Queensland to pieces, really tiring them out. Hopefully, they his do. service has improved massively, and he was again. He was a player who was getting a lot of knocks on. His defence, but his, I think, tackle efficiency is up around 90%. So he yeah. can tackle. I don't know. People seem to have, have this impression that he was quick, so he couldn't tackle. Yeah, it's always that one. Like, his, obviously, Farah making 61 tackles that game. Everyone was like, well, he's a great defender. And then I think we carried that across with Pete's and going, well, he's a great defender. But it's like, if you look at someone like Cam Smith, obviously so versatile outside of, the, of um, nine, who won't be there, by the way. Um, the, but he's but he exclusive from but, the Jams. Yeah, yeah, just we, we got it here first. We just didn't mention it because uh, we found out with everyone else. Um, that was a shock. Anyway, we move on. To, we, 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 won't, we won't dwell in Queensland because we have so much more blues to cover. Look, but Damien Cook, um, look, he's quick. He, he's, he's versatile. He, he get himself that 20 and he's going to back himself. And I like, I like hookers that back themselves and go and ask questions of the defense. Because like, even if they get, you know, if, if they pierce through the ruck and, they get, and someone makes a legs tackle on them, in this day and age now, uh, they can't hold on for too long inside that 10 metres because that's a 10, 10 in the bin. Whether they do that in Origin 1, which, you know, famously has always been like a, a three-penalty game. Put the whistle away. Put the whistle Put away. Put it in the pocket. Let them play. Um, but, you know, he's going to ask questions, and I like questions being asked of a Queensland side. Now, do, do you agree? Yes. <laughs> I Wholeheartedly. I Absolutely. Back row, made up of uh, three very attractive men. Uh, Tyson Frizzell, Jack DeBellin, and Boyd Corner, the man with the bum for a chin. An enormous bottom. Yeah. <laughs> at, the, at the lower half of his face. The Look, half, yeah. I like it. There was, again, Cordner hasn't necessarily been in the best form. Uh, there was question marks over his play last year where he played game three injured. They were saying, yeah. oh, this wasn't a very good decision. But... It's Boyd Cordner. Look, he's a great player. I think once he gets that blue on, he'll grow another foot and he will give it all. He's the captain. He will do everything he possibly can to win this series. And this is an important thing to remember, I think, when everyone was uh, judging the captaincy, which, you know, Gus Gould came out and said, captaincy, blah, blah, blah. I don't think he should be captain. Gus Gould is also uh, like a consultant on the side, advisor on the side, whatever the case might be. But this is just typical Gus Gould playing the media. He's he's like he's doing the magician stuff. You watch this hand while this hand's actually doing the magic. It's because uh, he wanted. He knew if he made those comments and Boyd Corner reply, it takes up the full back page of of the Daily Telegraph. You know, Australia's greatest toilet paper. So it's, <laughs> it takes the sh- it thor- takes the focus thor- thoroughly absorbent. I might add. <laughs> <laughs> takes the focus off. All those debutants yeah. having thirty-six debutants, they might not know how to deal with the media pressure of Origin. So splash it all on Boyd. Say, yeah. look, this is coming your way, mate. You yeah. be just... ready for this. He's the captain. He's ready, and the other players can kind of just fly in under the radar. Also, watch Gus Gould for being the media whore that he is. When uh, when when Boyd Corner has a good game, he's like, look, I knew Boyd had it in him. That's why I said he shouldn't be captain because I want to bring out the best in him. He's like, shut up, open your eyes. But <laughs> that's what he did, Nagy. That's what you're saying. I he did. know, but it's like, don't don't <laughs> boast about it. 
Be the quiet uh, hero. Be humble. Be the quiet Humility. hero. Yeah. But the rest of the back row, I think, is excellent. Frizz- Again, picked Frizz- on form. Frizzell. Fastest man in the NRL besides <laughs> Josh Adokar. Also with his socks down, which is amazing. But he gets this weird... Do you see how high Frizzell gets his knees up when he runs? He does. He's got a real... Like a sprinter's run. Knees like... up, Mother Brown. Remember that song? <laughs> knees up, Mother Brown. No, no, it was a great couple of tunes. Primary for school song. Couple... Knees up, Mother Brown. Knees up, Mother Brown. What's this song about? <laughs> well, it's a children's dancing song. You okay. just, I think it was to teach children to run. Okay. Anyway, so anyway, he, he runs, listened to it. He, he listened to it and he paid attention. He runs with his knees up, his head forward. He's yeah. got good balance. Mm. He runs like a bull what? inside of a shop that sells china. china. Yeah. I think he's an excellent selection and, yeah, yeah, definitely played himself into that jersey this De- season. DeBellin, we talked about earlier, obviously he suffered a bit of an injury uh, coming into it, but he's back playing uh, good footy. Uh, he, when he said, you know, are you ready for Origin? He says, I think I'm made for Origin. That's the kind of attitude that we've been missing. Bloody for love it. Yeah, I know. Uh, One of the best defenders in the NRL, too. I'm loving the resurgence of the low-hitting hard tackle, the meat axe, the Gilmeister. Yeah. DeBellin's going to bring that. He's going to... I think he's going to fold some blokes in half. Yeah, speaking of folding in half, if you remember four years ago when he was just a pup, Tamana Tahu hit him so hard at home during an old boys round that he vomited. He did. <laughs> several times. <laughs> and you just watch him vomit and then the crowd went, aww. And then he vomited again and everyone goes, aww. He has <laughs> someone who's vomited numerous times on the side of a football field. It's a very ignominious feeling. You, you feel little. You feel small. People are watching on and laughing and you're yakking your lunch up. Ignominious. I was never had any really good hits put on me. It was just played hungover a lot. Yeah, no, they hung out the beers the night before counted yeah. for a lot. Now, the bench, Liam. Great bench. Great bench. Now, Paul Vaughan, someone who's been, you know, scratching at the door of selection for so many years now. Well, not one, basically, when he went to... Because he couldn't make first grade in Canberra. But last year, when he, you know, he's he, he has a real... He's got nice footwork before the line. Uh, he's just one of those units that you, you think... He's not... You, you run up and, you know, and take him forward. And I think that's why they got him on the bench. Because after you've got the, the Dave Clemmers and the Regan Campbell-Gillards come up and just try to burst holes through them, then this, this you know, you've got someone that's a bit more versatile. Uh, you know, again, footwork, try-scorer, proven try-scorer for a front rower. You know, does this, you know, Beautiful smile, too. Oh, isn't he gorgeous? Yeah, uh, big pearly whites. <laughs> But what do you think? What do you think, Paul Vaughan? Uh, yep, absolutely. I think he was pretty unlucky to miss out last year. Well, that, um, that was the problem last year was we stuck to this loyalty that got us out, got us, you know, it was 2017 and we're sticking to loyalty that got us there in 2014. That was the problem. <laughs> we, we, That's a long period. I we never thought know, about that. We didn't know how loyalty worked. We were just, <laughs> we were just like, oh, well, they got us there ages ago, nine games ago, but uh, we're going to stick to it. So, yeah, he was unlucky to, not to make it. Um, now, Jake Trevodovodovitvica, um, <laughs> a good Serbian connection. Yeah, yeah he is. Uh, the better looking of the two brothers. Which is not saying much, because no. he's no uh, Monet. <laughs> he's no oil Nor pony. is he a Manet. <laughs> no, but he's... Uh, Might he... be some of Picasso's later work. Yeah, but obviously him on the bench. Versatile again. Uh, you, you you rate him as a bit, bit of a ball player? Absolutely. What he's been doing at Manly this year, playing a bit of a third halves role because the, anyone who they have in is the second half has been terrible besides yeah. Trent Hodkinson. So he's really taken on a much more important ball playing role. Mm. And I think that's going to pay huge dividends for New South Wales when he comes off the bench, moving the ball around, getting their forwards, hustling and bustling. Yeah, no. Great. I, I'm excited for it too. I think he's a great, great, and I like him off the bench as well. Mm. Bigger guy, good defender, good attacker. Burzard. Again, a great defender, great low-down tackling style. He's another one who could really kind of what did do, jostle the apple cart. What yeah. do you do to an apple cart? You jostle it. Jostle it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Upset the apple cart. Oh, not jostle? Well, you upset it by jostling. I never, I've never heard either of those expressions. Well, later. again, the apple cart's gone the way of the milkman. Now there's now the... Well, so the apple cart guy's... Having sex with everyone's mothers. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> the uh, apple of the eye. Apple of the That's where it came yeah. from. The um, <laughs> Angus Crichton. Angus Crichton. The man now, who sacrificed half a finger for rugby league. Which is great. He should have been picked in origin alone on that fact. Well, he they, might have been. Yeah, that's it. Top of the team selection, they say, bloke well, who cut his finger uh, off to play football. That man's playing state of origin. That's it. That's all we need to say about it. Lock it in. Lock it in. Nine point five productions. Yeah. Uh, the the he, look he he really had uh he's he's put himself into contention uh, uh because he's just that player that keeps popping up. He's probably someone like and you know you could rate someone like a like a Lockie Fitz, someone that seems to be there who's around the try scoring. He's always smelling around that that uh, inside the twenty and he's dangerous. 
Um, but he's just one of those hard workers. He's one of those guys that, you know, when he used to go out and play in those like country games, like in, you might be, you might be out like West somewhere, uh, like in Newcastle, Con might be like West Wall's End or, you know, like Dungog or somewhere out there. Yeah. Like they haven't seen the ocean in a while. <laughs> uh, and there might be more than one or two dirt bikes that you can hear quite audibly, but it's like, and the but kids, those uh, guys, the local children throw rocks at you when you're in the goal after conceding a try. Yes. Thanks, Curry Curry. <laughs> those guys are nuts. And there's always a crazy guy <laughs> that everyone knows by name, maybe even the referee. That's that's Angus Crichton. That's Angus Crichton. He's nuts. He's crazy. Like, he's just get in there with, you know, everything that's in. Everything that's involved is just, you know. And admittedly, his form's a bit down this year on last year. But, but again, yeah. you, you've got to pick at least one or two players on potential. Yeah. No, he's got it in spuds. I completely agree. Now, Tyrone Peachy, what Love are your it. thoughts? Brilliant. Excellent. Oh, <laughs> phenomenal. This is the only, th- the only one that I'm a bit... About and it's because, <sighs> I, yeah. Look, I say this every year, and you have to get used to it, Liam. Cause you, I will. Because you plug in to the microphone that I'm talking to, <laughs> <laughs> and all you two do this as well. You you click on the thing. This is completely voluntary. You listen to 40 minutes already, <laughs> so, so you can hear me whinge about Tyrone Peachy. Now it's because we have a back on the bench. And he's Mr. Utility. I know he can fill every position, but you don't. Look, what I don't want to see is him coming on after 71 minutes and we're 10 points down. And it's go win us the game. The Dylan Walker experience. Oh, the, the Dylan for Walker, example. The uh, the the other um, not Brett Stewart was it? Not the other Stewart brother. What's the twins? The twins, uh, Morris. The Morris brothers. Josh Morris. They put a center on the bench, uh, and he did nothing. Uh, then they put. Um, uh, uh, the other Reynolds, Josh Reynolds. This is the Josh effect. They put the, they love putting Joshes on the bench, but this time they put a Tyrone. So uh, it's just like use him effectively. Put him at hooker if you want to put him at hooker, but don't just save him for this moment. Look, Queensland have done it time and time again, and they can complement their side with it. And sure, it worked with Cherry Evans back in 2014, sort of because he still lost them in the series. However, worked with Michael Morgan the next year. Yeah, but they're just so... Worked tap- with whoever they had the year after. They always do it. They look, It's the Matty Bowen effect. Not this year, they won't be It's doing the it. Matty Bowen effect, having Matty Bowen come on in 05 game one. And they just, won the game. They won the game. We've never done that, though. But Matty Bowen played one position. Tyrone Peachy could feasibly cover every single position on the field, Nagy. I know. Every single one. What a prop. He could cover prop. He'd play prop in a heartbeat. Look, I'd love to be proven wrong, and I'd love to see Tyrone Peachy have a really solid game, but I'd like to put him on somewhere. I, like you, wasn't sold on Tyrone Peachy earlier in the season, but watching him the last few weeks, sold. Absolutely. He's dangerous. He offers so much spark. He can... He's one of those just... We say yeah. it all the time. Yeah. You know, footy commentators say, I don't think they know what it means. He's a natural footy player. What yeah. the hell is <laughs> a natural footy they player? They all are. Look, look at the... Tyrone. <laughs> yeah, look. Look at Tyrone. I think he's going to be brilliant. You know, hailing from the small town of Wellington, New South Wales, mm. meth capital of the state. <laughs> I think he's really, you know, he's worked his ass off to get into first grade. He's, well, I'm not saying he's involved in no. the meth trade. I'm just saying that town particularly yeah. is known for, for that drug. Methamphetamine, yeah. Yeah. That, not to equate Tyrone Peachy with uh, any illicit substances. That's not what I'm getting at. No, no, no. But he's, <laughs> you know, he just has so much to offer to a football side yeah. that you can't leave him out. You need to put the best players in the side and then just find a spot for them. I know that has been argued ad nauseum over the last, how many years has you been around? 35 years. Something like but that. But I think for a case of a player like Tyrone Peachy, you just do it. Just throw him on after 15 minutes to say, just go fucking nuts, Tyrone. Yeah. Just have some bloody fun. Play yeah. some footy. Yeah. Get out Don't there. tell him to win the game, though. No, but don't, don't say win the game for us, please. Just say, Tyrone, you know what to do. Let's do it, bud. All right. Let's now, do it. We're going to the extended bench now, Liam. Now, yes. There's two players on the extended bench, one forward, one back. Uh, you can assume they're there for injuries, and you'd probably see the 18th man train with the side right up until kickoff. Now, you've got Nick Kotrick. Uh, only a babby again. Just uh, a tiny fella. He's a tiny fella out at uh, Canberra Raiders. They're doing some great things. Uh, great finisher. Another big guy. He looks. He scores lots of tries. Obviously in there for probably probably a reshuffle with the uh, with the backs. Uh, you, you know, you maybe see if you saw Jimmy the Jet uh, go out with uh, the the uh, the ankle problem that he might have might been suffering. Maybe you see Tommy Turbo going in the centres. Uh, and then maybe Nick Kotrick back on the wing. I'd, Absolutely. I'd, you I'd, don't I'd, lose much there. I think Kotrick's... A great hard-working winger. Yeah. He uh, gets some big numbers, but he's also a phenomenal finisher. I think he'll, uh, given the chance, he'll shine. Yeah. yeah so I no. think he's a great, great backs reserve. I like him. He, he could he could do some really good things. But then also um, we have <clears throat> Tarek Sims. Uh, Noah Hart Sims, as we've called him before. <laughs> as we have. But now Look, he's in the blue. We love him. He's found some form with Saints, and he's been a bit of a hitman with the Saints. But he did, I don't know, there seems to be like he was 
in form, uh, looking like he was pushing it for a blue spot. He went to the Knights, and he didn't look like he was pushing for a blue spot at all. <laughs> and then it, like, it took him a, a half a season with Saints. Uh, You're still more, recovering more, from that, aren't you? Well, he just walked out <laughs> on us. It was like rats from a sinking ship when they all left, and there was big money that left and left us, you know, to to wither High and die. High and dry. Yeah. So anyway, look, I, unlike I, a sinking ship, I'm not like a, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not one to hold a grudge. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I uh, hope you don't make the side, Tarek. Well, <laughs> Maggie, you'll be glad to know. And I mentioned this to you in the break, but you seem to have forgotten this. Tarek Sims mm. is seemingly cursed as an Origin 18th man. Yeah. Remember, I think he got selected three times as Origin 18th man. Broke his leg. Twice broke his leg. Mm. And then the third time suffered some other grievous injury that ruled him out for most of the season. Remember City Country. It's they were the, finally using it as an Origin... Uh, uh, like a selective team. Pool. Selection process. Yeah. And he broke his leg and had to be carried off. This could be also a really good thing because for once we have this uh, Origin selection process that doesn't avoid beating the shit out of each other <laughs> for 80 minutes. Because Queensland's never done this and they keep winning. But we were like, no, we'll stick to it. We'll put all the, selected, like, all the, all the proposed players on one field and say... Get them, get them each other, like <laughs> rip me apart, and then we we wonder why we never win because they're bruised up from the city country. But then you get to the last three years where they've just been like, all right, all you other players, other players who aren't Origin players, but you might be one but day, but you might be one day, <laughs> but not for twenty years. Nathan Cleary rip was them apart. Last, last year. He was. Yeah, I forgot so about that. Good point. Yep. Yeah. So all told, Nagy in summation, brilliant. Love it. Love everything about it. I love Brad Fiddler, Brandy Alexander. Gorgeous, excellent, and, and our very own Danny Badiris. Daniel, Daniel, very own Daniel Badiris, good friend of the show. Daniel Murphy Badiris, a Murph. Did you not know his Murphy was yeah. his middle name? Murph, look it up. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's it, it's a wonderful fella, and it's great that he's there. Uh, last time, you know, we had a real sort of you know oh five oh six. Uh, oh, he didn't win oh six oh four oh five. Well, he was captain. He captained oh six oh seven and lost. But you know, he he, he was there. Held he the had shield. the runs on the board. He had he held the shield up many times and looked so bloody good when he did it. Absolutely. Now I will. Say quickly, before we move on from Origin, anyone who says we've got too many debutants in this team can shut up right now yeah. because we only have to look back to that famous last New South Wales victory in 05. See how many rookies... No, for 14, but before that. Yeah, yeah. But 05, yeah. yeah. The famous one in 05. The famous one in 05. All you have to do is look at how many rookies Queensland blooded that season. That created their dynasty. Yeah. They lost that series, but that created a dynasty that went on to win 11 of 12. I always say dynasty. Dynasty. Same thing? Yeah. Yeah, okay. We'll could go be either. It could be one of these now. Hopefully, we have this till the very end. Now, Liam, I think it's about time we open that sack of yours. Just last, last little bit of night's news. There, oh, there it is. Herman SASA out for one week for dangerous contact on Chad Townsend. Yeah. Nathan Ross fined $1,100 for tripping Jesse Ramian. Again, why do Knights players come out when we've signed a player and try and kill them? I don't know. Ludicrous. Anyway, on to the sack, ladies and gentlemen. Excellent sack questions, guys. Again, as usual, great feedback. Uh, Marcus James Harborn, great jouster, great sacker. Um, what do you guys think of bringing an old club hero to the boys mm. looks like they've lost all passion and desire from the start of the season well it looked like we we, we spoke to crowey right and uh, they they said they were trying to instill that in the boys and they took him up to paul stevens had a bit of a night's trivia uh and they had a, a bunch of the old boys there well supported by the old boys big fans of the show to all the old boys great stuff uh but it's but you know it's I, I think they they might need that they maybe they need a bit of you know they've lost a lot of key players uh, and they're playing back with young blokes. It feels like you know we're we, you know it was a few years ago now that we're we're, we're talking about rebuilding the side. Now we've got you know all these new players. But also look, another thing that's been bothering me, Liam, <laughs> with this might <laughs> this might like lead on to another question. I hope okay. it doesn't. But like it's it's the thing of like people say like we we should sign some players. You know we don't we don't, we don't have any. We should sign some. We signed nine this season. Uh, have I touched on something else? Yes. Look, I think great idea. Get them back. Try anything. There's plenty of old Knights boys getting around. I know Mad Dog's just shaking his shake around. Um, he is, isn't he's he? He's Still talking to the calves at uni as well. Yeah, it's great. But it, it could be anything. There could be any anyone. Get him in there. Like let's let's instill some passion. Absolutely. We, and we saw, like you said, we saw it at the start of the season. The boys came out red hot. But maybe it's time for a new injection again of old boys. Yeah. Bring the old boys back. Remind the players because it's easy to forget. They get hit in the head for a living every week. It's yeah. easy, to, easy forget to forget these things. However. You then can't use that as a crutch. You can't mm. say, as soon as something goes wrong, I'll bring the old boys in. Yeah. Bring the old boys in. It's not going to work that many times. They're going to get that injection of passion and fire and love. Mm. Mm. But that's going to wear off. It's and if off. you go 
back to that well, every time something goes wrong, yeah. it's going to lose its effect. You can't over-rely on that. And they didn't do it for Husey, so I'm not sure they can do it for who else. Yeah, they're not doing it for Husey. Husey. Who the hell are they turning up for? Sorry, Busy. Tag Tag Kelly, my yeah. apologies, Tag, and uh, Brady Christian have asked a very similar question, which touches on something you were just about to discuss. Mm. Aaron Woods to the Knights. Rumours... Look, conjecture uh, swirling around. Look, Bulldogs are got to release him. As far as you know, the Bulldogs might release him, and look, you know, obviously there's a big push for him to, to play Origin from like you know a small sect of the of the rugby league community. To Who say, can shut up? They say stats don't lie, uh, <laughs> and because he's he's uh, but they do when when you look at the stats of winning games when he's mm. in the side, they they tell truths. That's a big um, lie. Yeah, no that's truth. A, truth. Yeah. Stats don't lie. Well spotted. Uh, <laughs> but look, it's it's very important too. I think. Uh, the the um it's very important to the team but i think you know we, we're looking for a prop are we looking for a top end prop uh he's a top end prop maybe if the bulldogs can maybe take half of his salary um we you know we sign him and maybe try to get rid of him if he's useless no nope, don't like it knee jerk knee jerk signing again comes back to nothing about what brown and moons are doing saying oh, someone's coming on the market we'll grab him we'll buy him mm. i don't care who it is no for next year next year next year let's do it hey even then okay it's a, just a knee jerk i think wait Play the waiting game. Yeah. Aaron Woods is terrible. We've all discovered that this year. Okay. Um, you know, I I think don't sign Aaron Woods again. We play the waiting game where year three of what was going to be a five, four, five year rebuild. Yeah. Wait. Now, last question for the night comes from Thomas Carroll. What establishment serves the best hot chips in Newcastle, Nagy? Well, you know, I was always a big fan of the Henny Penny hot chips uh, mm-hmm. over the hot chips and gravy, mainly because they were cheap and I was a <laughs> child. Um, but uh, but I don't know. I think I feel I feel like you find some the best chips are the ones that you don't expect they're going to be good and your expectations are low and then you, you realize that it's the weird places in you know Helensborough that you just sort of like stumble across and you go you know these are actually where is Helensborough near Wollongong um, oh he said in Newcastle though oh he's a Newcastle question yeah um, We're a Newcastle podcast now. <laughs> I travel. I'm a travelling man. Um, look, look, any, any far too. What the Commonwealth Hotel does some beautiful things. With food. Excellent chips, but I go there for more than the chips. So yeah. for me, if you're looking purely chips, it's got to yeah. be Harborside Takeaway. Yeah. About a block from the Albion Hotel, you sure. get your chips, ch- extra chicken, salt, tomato sauce. Take yeah. it over to the water. Always great chips. They tend to over, uh, cook them a bit more. Yeah. And other fish and chipperies. The double fry. The double fry. fry yeah. yeah, great chips. Great chips at Harborside Takeaway. Yeah, and they used to, what, what, they the, the Newcastle we used to do the, the, the chips and gravy roll. Anyway, long story short, <laughs> it was, it's, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Liam. It's been a pleasure to do everything that we do. It's been a great blue side. I can't wait. Please come and watch us at uh, in, in one week from when you're watching this now. Put it in your calendars at Central Hotel. We'll kick off about 7 o'clock. Uh, you'll see plenty more of that on Facebook. Find us on Facebook, YouTube. Now, um, please hit the subscribe button. Thank you all that has subscribed. Instagram, Twitter, all the rest of the ones. All the ones with words I don't really touch. All photos. <laughs> um, I'm not very good with buttons. Now, thank you very much, Liam. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, do you want to have anything to say, Liam? No, no. Hit the song. Yep. Let's talk origin. Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>